Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworms Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Zippolitti, and I host another uplifting daily podcast called Turn Off, Tune Out, and Drop In. If you need a daily pick-me-up to get you creating, check it out. Issue 2 of Bookworms Horror, the zine is out. It's on the Etsy link. Go check it out. It's in the show notes. Today on the podcast, I talk to Regina about creating characters. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. All right, so this week we're going to talk about characters, creating characters. Actually, I got a quote here from Hemingway. When writing a novel, a writer should create living people, people, not characters. Character is a caricature. How do you feel about that? I totally agree. Yeah, I think that's, how do we, how does a person create a well-rounded person? In their story, what do you think the answer is for that? Well, I have to say, as someone who's read a lot of fiction and short story submissions and indie fiction, my my overall complaint is a lack of character development. It actually boggles my mind that people don't bother, and I'm going to sound a little critical here, but that people don't bother to really flesh out a character at all. And I think maybe. Because sometimes I read a lot of genre fiction, like horror. Let's, let's say you're writing a slasher, that it's mm-hmm. easy to be like, well, she's just a girl at the camp. Like we don't, and sometimes they don't even give the character a name. Mm-hmm. They don't give the character any kind of physical description. I think that's a huge mistake, and I wish people would stop doing it. <laughs> I don't understand it. It doesn't take. And it's not like you have to put all the physical descriptions in like the first, you can, you know, the first sentence when you describe the character. It's like when you're writing a screenplay, uh, enter the policeman, and then you have like a quick, quick descriptor. 
is he old? Is he young? Is he fat? Is he thin? You know, blah, blah, blah. Something about him that you'll remember what that character looks like or his, his behavior. And you can get very creative about that kind of description, but I see a lack of that. And I'm not sure why, but I would encourage people to writers to think about that a little more. And actually, if you can draw, even if you you know do a rough drawing, sketch them out. Like know what they look like, know all the specific things about them, because that will help bring them, make them come alive, and and give them flaws, give them rough edges, because that's, that's who we are as people. We have flaws and rough edges. I don't see enough of that when I read fiction. I, I, I see a lot of, and even like professionally produced stuff, I see a lot of, kind of bland characters. If you can't draw, you can also like go to Pinterest or mm. just Google images to search for people. Yep. And I would even say, if you like AI, there's open AI art which you can just like describe your character and the AI will actually create that character and you can take that picture and post it on your uh, computer so you can have a picture Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. That's, I didn't know that, but yes, like a, a, a pasteboard or whatever of a, of your character, have it really clear in your head. And I'm, I love writing like all of my protagonists are always flawed, especially in horror, very flawed people. And they're not necessarily likable people, but we're all flawed. <laughs> so, you know, in our, when you're, you're reading, when you're reading, you're reading alone and you can get insight into these characters and, and their, their dark sides and they should have good sides too. You know, you want to ba balance it out. But, uh, I, I see a lot of generic characters and, and I think, that's what bores me and makes me lose interest in a book more than or a story more than anything. Is it? It's a generic character. How important do you think it is to write a biography for your character? Uh, I remember when I was in theater school, and it was pretty dreadful to have to do this. We would have to write these lengthy biographies of our character that we were playing in, like a scene or something, and. So that was part of my training. I don't think I don't write lengthy biographies for any of my characters like that. I'll take notes, but they're more like mental notes. Like I see them. I have a, a strong visual sense of what, what, who my characters are, what they look like, what they're doing in the space. How far back go in their history before the book starts? talk about like in your head a lot of people say that the bi biographies they write don't ever end up in the book but do you know their childhood um or do you avoid things that you don't think would matter i think in most of my protagonists i do because it comes out in the story usually there's either some kind of flashback or the character flaw is related to something in their childhood like the in my current book Carney, I'm I'm living with my character. His name's Dag Alton, and he's and it's an, he's an asshole, and he's a, a sexist, and he's spoiled rotten. But you kind of like are with him in the. I mean, hopefully, I'm with him in the story, and the story begins with him 
getting me tooed by an ex-girlfriend and he mm-hmm. has a complete meltdown and he's recorded you know someone's recording him with her phone and it goes viral and he loses everything and he's got at 40 he's got to move back in with his parents and then you see his his flaws but then he gets on he's a journalist and he gets on to this new story and i'm hoping that he's trying to redeem himself and i'm hoping that the character is is flawed but enough has enough of a spirit that you you want him to succeed or at least you're with him yeah that's my question how do you create a very flawed character like that but have the audience still want to root for him i think you have to give him or her something that they're really passionate about that we can relate to like when i wrote my book fashion victims which very few people read i actually think it's one of my better stories but that's just me. Uh, my character, my main character was a fashion designer, but, but he was a mess. He was a mess in his personal life. He was do- doing drugs. He, he was unhealthy in every way. He's, he's desperate, but because he's desperate to create, he's got this one fashion collection to do to prove himself or else he's, he's you know, out of the business and he's broke. So the stakes were really high that he was a success. So when I was writing it, even though I knew that he was a mess, and then I flash back to why, you know, his, his childhood abuse, his issue with his father, he had like a, this horrible secret that he kept hidden. Uh, and it wasn't that he, you know, his father abused him. It was something that he did that he couldn't live with. And that's why he was self-destructive. But he cared so much about his work. And I've met people like that, you know, they're so driven. Mm-hmm. He cared so much about his work that I, I felt with that character. Now, I, you know, some of the reviews found his character to be uh, too despicable to, <laughs> to root for, but I don't know, that's, I guess that's the, the chance I'm willing to take because I have to love my character. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, you, you. I'm sorry. You're writing a book takes very long time. Yeah. You got to live with that character for that much time. Well, remember in uh, that great movie, the Hitchcock film Suspicion with yeah. Cary Grant and uh, Lynn, Font- Lynn Fontaine, when she's talking to the woman who's the mystery writer, and she's, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, what about, oh, Joan Fontaine, that's it, not Lynn, Joan Fontaine, this is, oh, I was so fascinated by your villain, and she's like, my villain, the writer's like, they're my heroes, <laughs> I'm in love with my heroes. And I thought, yes, that's, you have to, of course, also in horror, there could be a fine line between hero and villain. Yeah. And you can write a book from a villain's point of view. I've seen that. And that's, that's tricky. But. How important do you think the name of your character is? Now, you just mentioned the name of your Carney mm-hmm. character named Dag. Right. Daggert. Um, and, and I love uh, this little tidbit of trivia that. Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind was originally written as Pansy O'Hara. That's true, yes. And because the editor was like, look, change the name and we'll publish it. <laughs> Can you imagine Pansy? It just doesn't have the same. No, Rhett and Pansy. No. Yeah. So how important do you think that is? I think names are great, and I always enjoy coming up with, with good ones, I hope. How do you come up with names? Do you use a book or do you search online? Mm-hmm. Well, I, 
in Carney, I I cha- I just changed like a major character's name because I realized I had another major character's name was started with a C and had like ended with an like the same kind of syllable. So I was like uh, the vowel. So I was like, ah, I better change that. And so I did that. But I don't know. It just kind of comes to me. I don't. I don't really have a formula for that. I sometimes I name my characters after people I know, but not in a not in a, hopefully in a real obvious way. But I also do picture people I know as my characters sometimes. That's probably right. more times than I'll really admit. But. Well, I've heard a lot of authors, what they'll do is they picture somebody in their life, but by the time they're finished with it, it's not even resembling them right. anymore. But it's kind of like a, a jumping point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I did my fashion victims, I had worked in the fashion industry for a very brief amount of time. And I used a lot of that experience and, and people I met in that world in that book. Now there's the term action is character. What does that mean to you? Oh, action is character. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> no? No. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, wow. That. Sorry. I love his uh, writing. Action is character. I guess it means that the character is revealed through the action rather than like a description. Exactly, yeah. And and especially, you know, how you've been describing your characters, right? If you just write, he was a bad man. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I think we learn about your, not your personal, but we learn about characters through their actions. Oh, well, here's a right? great ex- because, example of that. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful film, Paper Moon. By oh, Peter, yeah, with... Peter um, Bogdanovich with... Uh, yep. Ryan O'Neill. And the girl. Tatum um, O'Neill, right. Tatum it's a O'Neill, great, yep. great movie. That movie and Last Picture Show are masterpieces. But there's an incredible scene, and I think it's the first scene in the movie, when and there's no dialogue. You just see Ryan O'Neill's character walking through a cemetery, and it's all black and white. It's like, it looks like it's in Nebraska or someplace. And... He leans over, he passes a grave that has flowers on it. He leans over and takes the flowers off the grave, kind of spruces them up a little bit, and then goes to another grave, which is his former girlfriend, I think, or lover, and puts the flowers on her grave. And, and that's where, and then Tatum O'Neill's the daughter of this woman. And there's an idea that he, you know, he had some kind of relationship with her is is he the girl's father that's sort of the question throughout the film but mm-hmm. as i watch that i'm like this tells me everything i need to know about that character he's willing to steal someone else's flowers which most people wouldn't do that i mean i wouldn't do that steal flowers off a grave it's it's a sh- really shady <laughs> yeah. move but it also so it shows that he's shady and he is he's a he's a hustler but it also shows that he's sentimental enough to care to bring flowers to this uh, funeral. I think that would be, for our listeners, an excellent project or challenge to just write a chapter, not a chapter, like a paragraph or a couple paragraphs about a character without doing anything but describing them through action. Yes. And that would really be a good challenge. Because a lot of people are like, you know, the police officer came in. Well, how can we, how can we do that through action? And at the end, maybe be like, oh yeah, he's a cop. You know, like right. 
Right. That's that's really great. And or if if you have a mirror, you know, does do you stop and preen? Like I always do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or do you exactly. walk right by? That tells you a lot about you could either be someone who is like, oh, you know, scrutinizing your appearance in the mirror. You could be admiring your appearance in the mirror. You could be like, I don't care what I look like. Or you could be like, I feel like I look so awful. I can't even, I, I'm going to pretend this mirror is not here. You know, those are d three different approaches to a mirror that can tell you something about a character. Exactly. All right. Well, that is character. And next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about what they say because next week, all about dialogue. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookworms Horror Podcast. All our links are in the show notes. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!